0: Hello, it's Friday, August 20th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with an article on physician compensation. Physician recruiting isn't just about money. But it matters to the candidates making decisions, especially starting physicians looking for a first job after residency or fellowship and facing a hefty load of student loan debt. While it's always important to assess physician candidates for cultural fit in the organization and the offerings available to them in the community they practice, various tactics have been used over the years to sweeten the deal to land starting physicians following residency or fellowship, whether that's a signing bonus, relocation packages, loan assistance, or other add-ons in an employment contract. On August 17th, MGMA poll asked healthcare leaders what their biggest change in starting physician compensation has been in 2021. A majority said salary, while 26% said bonuses. said loan assistance, and 15% reported other. Among those responding other, a range of responses pointed to other perks outside of the traditional monetary methods. These include more paid time off to improve work-life balance, changes to the structure for partner track, and reinstatement of CME funds that were cut in 2020. The restoration of bonuses and CME funding for physicians comes after a turbulent 2020, in which 82% of healthcare leaders reported that some or all their providers' compensation was impacted amid COVID-19. The 2021 MGMA Data Dive Provider Compensation Survey report found that compensation for most physician specialties was either flat or increased slightly during 2020 versus pre-pandemic levels in 2019. And earlier this year, a June 8th MGMA STAT poll found that about one in four medical practices have added or increased benefits for employees in the past year. If you want to become part of this healthcare discussion, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. Sign up by texting STAT to 33550 or you can visit mgma.com/stat our next article takes a look at some regulatory news this week mgma sent a letter to centers for medicare and medicaid services administrator chiquita brooks lasuer urging the agency to use its authority under the affordable care act to prohibit insurers and their payment processing vendors from imposing electronic funds transfer fees on medical groups. A recent MGMA stat poll indicated that 57% of medical groups report being charged fees by health insurers and payment processors to accept reimbursement through EFT direct deposit. This is a dramatic increase from the 26% who reported paying these fees only a year ago the poll also showed that practices are typically charged 2 to 3% of the reimbursement amount with no clear value add mgma believes eft fees are prohibited under current law and will continue to strongly advocate against such predatory business tactics keep up with the latest advocacy news by going to mgma.com slash advocacy. I'll leave you this week with a telehealth snapshot from Medical Economics. Nearly one-third of adults in the U.S. report that they've had a telehealth visit with a doctor for themselves or a dependent in the past year, showing the growing use of the service spurred by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to a study conducted on behalf of the Bipartisan Policy Center, 31% of the general population of the U.S. had a telehealth visit for themselves or a dependent, but an even greater share of adults over the age of 65 have taken advantage of the service. Among Medicare beneficiaries, 44% reported having a telehealth visit within the last year. The service is also proving to be effective as 8 out of 10 adults said that their primary health issue was resolved by a telehealth visit. This isn't surprising as 63% of telehealth visits were for a preventative service, routine visits for chronic illness, or for prescription refills. In these cases, audio-only visits were as likely to resolve patient issues as video visits. On a good note, The telehealth boom is keeping capacity open in emergency departments and urgent cares as one in seven people who have had a telehealth visit would have sought treatment in an emergency department or in urgent care if the service was unavailable. Furthermore, two in 10 adults say they would have delayed or not sought care at all if telehealth had not been available. And only 4% of respondents who had used telehealth were subsequently redirected to an emergency department, according to the study. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insightsnewsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.